What is going on everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Meehan and joining me as always is Space Raider Connor Lawler. I took a drink when you were doing the interview and it went down my nose passage. (laughs) Classic hardened Space Raider talk right there. (laughs) He forgot how to drink. We all knew he had a drinking problem. It's it's an audio platform, so sometimes you can get away with a sip or two. But what I did there was I went one sip too many, and we all know that feeling when you think I've made a deep mistake here. Yeah, you dug too greedily and too deep. Yeah, and too much you by choked on one liquid. Man. <laughs> was it my waddy you're on tonight? Excellent. Uh, what my waddy? A strong one, full of liquor. <laughs> oh, okay. no, no, it's just straight my waddy. <laughs> just tell you that. Fair enough. Connor, what is it we do here on Hero Zero? Uh, This is Hero Zero. We uh, cover one comic book character every single week. We talk to good points and their bad points. And we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Now, I normally do DC. Sean normally does Marvel. Last week, I did an amazing DC character. Sean normally does middling characters from the (laughs) Marvel universe. So, Sean, this week, who are you going to regale us with tales of? Connor, I have six words for you. Okay. Druig, Lord of Flames and Nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay, real quick. Um, we've never had a, have we ever had a hero with six words in their I title? Don't, I don't. I think this is a record, uh, mm. and like we've had, I I think the longest might have been something like I did the Fantastic Four. <laughs> technically, no, G- Gore the God Butcher. That's four. Gore the God Butcher. That's it. That is four. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think. Um, Druid Lord of Flames and Nightmares might take the victory there. <laughs> There's and a moment there where you were like, fuck, what's his name? What's it? Oh, you had forgotten because it was so me. long. I have a five word memory. I'm like a goldfish. Surely, step one of creating a villain or a hero for comic books or any sort of medium is like, we gotta make it snappy and like memorable. Like Superman, it's a nice one. Spider Man, even better. Captain America, it has a bit of a ring to it. What's this guy's name? Druig, Lord of Flames and Nightmares. Oh, of course. He can't just have Lord of One, greedy. <laughs> now, in fairness, he does tend to go by Druig, um, which also sounds oh, that, very much his, like an Irish name. That's his maiden name. <laughs> please, please, Druig was my father. Call me Druig, Lord of Flames and Nightmares. It's like, like I want to be Lord of the Fires, but I also like Nightmares. Do you think when they were right that they were like, no, Druig, Lord of Nightmares, that's not cool enough. What's cooler than Nightmares? Flames. <laughs> How do you make something cool? Put flames on it. Put um, flames on it. But this follows on from my last report I did on Icarus of the Eternals. Uh, because Druig is also uh, involved with the Eternals. He's uh, Sean? Bu- yeah. What are the Eternals? Fuck! Okay. <laughs> yes! We'll get there. I'm st- steadily, every two weeks I'm covering one Eternal until the movie's coming. Well, by the way, we w- I will just give a quick rundown. The Eternals, I'm not going to say what they are, that's your job. But the Eternals is a movie that the MCU is doing. Um, they were meant to already release it or it's coming out this year I think it was pushed back it was meant um, to come out in November it's now coming out February 12th and we somehow still haven't gotten a trailer for it 
Yeah, and so any day now, I think, unless they push it back again, which is also a very real possibility. But the Turtles is, it's like a bunch of weird gods in space. And everyone said, the Mar- Marvel won't be able to pull this off, to which they responded with, we can do Guardians of the Galaxy, so we can kind of pull this off too. Yeah, it's, and so Druig is the character, he's being portrayed by Irish actor Barry Keown. Um, oh, yeah, so this big is this spot. big spot, and this is like once you get to this guy, you re- you'll realize like, holy fuck, this is big for like a newcomer to the Marvel universe. Because we know of him of Barry here, but like we don't, he's not made it that mainstream in terms of like you can't get much more mainstream than the MCU. Yeah, this is pop culture. Like he's living yeah. through it. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off the report here. Um, so. A uh, little bit of flavour at the start. Druig, Lord of Flames and Nightmares, was the Polarian Eternal, uh, son of Valkin, and who so which makes him Icarus's cousin. Uh, You're going to have to do a family tree up at some stage on a social media platform so no everyone bother. can kind of understand. Connor, we've had two characters so far. <laughs> two of them. I, any listeners that are like, have heard that first sentence like, fucking hell. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Let's just all just try and knuckle in, figure out who's who. Icarus, Richard Madden. We have him down. Let's just hang on to him for hope and we'll go from there. Yeah, you're going to like this next sentence though. <laughs> okay. Uh, a hungry power schemer, uh, Druig was a disappointment to his father. Um, mm. Now, while he was a disappointment, his father would turn a blind eye to Druig's faults. So his father basically refused to see him for the power-hungry madman that he was. But he knew he was a power-hungry madman or a bit of a dickhead. He knew he was a bit of a dickhead. He knew he'd stab anyone in the back to get what he wants. Think <coughs> of Druig as, like, Loki. Like, the worst parts of Loki. Okay, right. So he does he have some of the charm of Loki? He he is a bit of a a a, a, a trickster, shall we say? Oh, the god of tricks. That's it. <laughs> you no, you'll, you'll see later on in the report. His tricks are not as whimsical. <laughs> I don't like non-whimsical tricks. Give me whimsy all the way. So, 1,000 years ago, in preparation for the third host of Celestials, you'll remember, a host is any time the Celestials come visit Earth to check on the progress, see how society is evolving. Um, So, Druig worked um, with Valken, his father, uh, Ajak, a family friend, and his uncle Viraco, who is Icarus's father. Um, He worked with them in preparing for the Celestials' arrival. During the preparations, Druig snuck away and attempted to seize power um, from a, a deviant known as Dromedan. That name doesn't matter, but it's what he's called. <laughs> now, right. What an intro. <laughs> Is that like his best man speech? Well, I can see this uh, being... The, the reason I left this in... <laughs> oh, I like the best man speech line. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this will be the intro of the Eternals movie. Is this like peace? Um, oh, okay. So it, the this deviant Dramadan, he was in, like entombed. He was sealed away. The um, deviants are the bad guys. By deviants the way. are the bad guys. Thanos is a deviant. Yeah. Um, so uh, Druig was attempting to just take his power from him, but he ended up unleashing the deviant um, upon the world. Um, Thor joined up with the Eternals and succeeded in beating the deviant. 
but it was it came at the cost of Viraco's life. So Icarus's father died uh, in the in the battle. Um, oh, okay. Valken, who was Druig's father, uh, vouched for his son, who claimed he was he he claimed he had an innocent intent in his actions. Um, so again, this is Valken just being like, "No, my son isn't that bad." He he, he said he was just cured. He only stuck away to cause ultimate havoc. That's, Other than that, he's cool. You cast the first stone. <laughs> so Let's just fuck around and open up a fucking portal to deviance, he said. So, after the death um, uh, of Icarus's father, he was adopted um, by Valken, um, so his, his uncle, um, which mean, meant that the Icarus... Icarus and Druig's relationship became strained because they were now competing. In Druig's eyes, they were competing for his father's attention now. It is very similar to Thor and Loki. Isn't it? Like, it, it's, mm. there's a lot of parallels there. Okay. Um, so, the Eternals, like, proliferated throughout history. Um, but I'm going to skip forward a bit to the modern age. So <laughs> I like that sentence, by the way. They just proliferate. Yeah, no, a true history. They're just you know around. Yourself. They're just around. <laughs> Let's just fill in the gaps. So in modern times, Druig served as an agent of the KGB in Russia, uh, where he found that he enjoyed torturing people. Oh, very good. <laughs> nice to have pastimes. <laughs> so uh, when a man called Ziran the Tester came through Russia, Druig planned to kill him uh, using a weapon that he had learned of by torturing his cousin Icarus. However, Icarus disintegrated Druig before he could fire the weapon. What? Okay, so is he dead? His body was then recovered by the Celestials. (laughs) Of course. um, Who basically brought him back to life in like a stasis container and then he was eventually broken out of that because uh, someone wanted to write with him again. Okay? So now the stepbrothers have... One of them has basically made the other one crumble into ash. Exactly. So that w- that might spark a bit of vengeance uh, bit in of the A bit of rivalry. Heart. Yeah. So maybe Druig Lord and Flames and Nightmares isn't the good guy we all thought he was. <laughs> I, t- I thought he was like just going to start giving the charity. Yeah, just like he's a really lovely guy. Uh, <laughs> just look, don't let the name fool you, guys. I've opened the soup kitchen because I love you. That's about <laughs> it. M- meanwhile, Icarus, Lord of Flowers and Sugar, absolute <laughs> bastard, <laughs> kicking kicking orphans on his way to work. The bastard. <laughs> so after a time uh, of Druig being returned, all the Eternals lost their memories um, and believed that they were just regular humans. Uh, during this time, Druig became Deputy Prime Minister of Voraz Haika uh, under the name Ivan Druig. Right, okay. I, that's a made-up country like Sokovia. Yes, yeah. It's, okay. it's just general Eastern European sounding. Okay. Um, so Druig hired Cersei, who's also an Eternal, um, to organise a party at the Voraz Embassy asking her to invite wealthy guests and prominent scientists under the guise of promoting tourism to their Soviet nation. Oh, under the guise. I don't like that sentence. Well, you, 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 Connor, you, that, that film degree didn't go to waste because... <laughs> 
under the guise of giving them money, you mean? <laughs> no, he arranged for armed men to storm the party, kidnap oh. the scientists, and manufacture oh. a hostage situation. Interesting. Okay, that's got a different way than I expected. It, very true. However, one of his co-conspirators turned against him uh, and ordered the mercenaries to murder Druig, as well as the hostages, once the scientists were taken away. Um, okay, so, so this guy started off as a good guy. He's part of the Eternals and everything. Yes. And true that he, he's gone into the bad area, he just became a bit of a dickhead. Icarus killed him, and then they brought him back from the dead, because in comic books nobody is ever dead. They just, a writer leaves, another writer comes back, brings them back. So now he's back and he's full on taken up the mantle of evil guy who is now prime minister of his own country and he's kind of like Lex Lutering it. But now he's also trying to do a coup. <laughs> Can it be a coup in his own country if he's the prime minister? He's the vice prime minister. <laughs> vice prime minister, I do apologise. So he can very well throw a coup in that case. <laughs> you, can, you can at that stage, yes. So... Uh, in addition to Cersei being at the party, um, there were other... Cersei's Eter- being played by Angelina Jolie, I Angelina think. Angelina Jolie, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I might cover her next time. Um, Maybe. I'll be honest, her report is a lot. Um, <laughs> okay. So, there were other Eternals at the party in addition to Cersei and Druig. Um, and their close proximity um, created... As we touched on in my last report, the uni mind, um, where Eternals' minds fuse uh, and become more powerful temporarily. Um, because of this, uh, they, were, they experienced a reawakening of their mental powers. And what's crucial about Druig is he experienced a reawakening of his ambitions. So, Oh, so now he's he, going to look for jobs at LinkedIn. That that's it. He's he's updated yeah. the CV. Said Vice Prime Minister. <laughs> he's had a rough couple of months. Half would we all? Sometimes you wake up in the morning, you think today's the day. Today's the day I'm going on to start doing a few clicks. Well, it it more on Druig's front. It's more so. He stopped wanting to be just the Prime Minister, and he now wants oh. to be the head of the Eternals. Oh right, <laughs> that's a bit of a step up. <laughs> a bit of a promotion there. I I want to go from vice prime minister from a, from a random country to head of the gods. <laughs> I want to be Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. So, uh, returning uh, to Vorazica, Druig seized control of an army unit and rounded up all the heads of government. Um, he then had all the people involved at the betrayal at the embassy dragged before him. Uh, and gave the heads of government a choice. They could either kill a betrayer or kill themselves. Oh, okay. Classic trickster. (laughs) There's not a lot of whimsy there. Not a lot of room to manoeuvre. To be fair, Loki does take that guy's eye in Avengers. Not a lot of whimsy there either. No one, no one really touches on that. Everyone just no, loves he, how charming he is now. He's a bit of an anti-hero who's taken eyes. <laughs> he's taken a man's eye. <laughs> Haven't we all been there? After one government head attempted to kill Druig, he forced the man to kill himself. Uh, oh. With this small but bloody revolution, Druig took control of Vorazica. So, so now he's, he's now, the Prime Minister. Yeah, he's very much in like a Doctor Doom position of power at this point he's like he's yeah he's a leader of his own country 
Exactly, which means he also has diplomatic immunity now. But do, say it, say it properly if you're going to do diplomatic it. Diplomatic immunity. Thank you. But does he have godlike powers? He does. He does indeed. Um, so he's just walking amongst humans, but he's just like a god. Yeah, like he has all the powers of an eternal. Um, but this is more interesting. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Um, so as the other Eternals began to awaken, um, Zuras, who, if you'll remember, is the head of the Eternals at the minute, um, needed Druig's help in containing the Dreaming Celestial. So the Celestial that's buried in the Arctic Circle and sealed away. Um, <laughs> There's a lot to cover in this movie. If they're attempting to cover all of this in one film, one two and a half hour film... Fair fucks. I looked up the summary. It says it's covering the saga of the Eternals. That's that's a lot of that's a lot that's, of random names and gods and side quests. If, yeah, I, I I look. I'm interested. Let's say that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> um, I look. Let's see if they can pull it off. Let's see if it pays off, Cotton. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, in exchange for his assistance in this matter, Druig made Zorus vow to leave Vorajika to him. Uh, and ru- to, for him to rule. Um, and Zorus, head of the Eternals, reluctantly agreed to this request. So now he's been left alone. Yeah, in exchange for his help, he just gets to do his own thing now. And they're not because happy about it, but he's very no, powerful like, and they need like him. They're kicking, they're kicking stones in the street like, okay, fine. fine. Like, he's going to do murders. <laughs> and we want to <laughs> stop him. <laughs> So, once the Dreaming Celestial was contained, uh, an arms race began between Zoras and Druig. Um, They were trying to locate other Eternals to build their forces. So, Druig found he could brainwash Eternals to his cause um, and establish nearly a dozen followers. Right, so he must be charismatic, or is he doing it through powers? Uh, No, it is brainwashing. So, the Eternals are kind of like... Uh, they don't remember that they're Eternals at this point. So when he awakens them, he just fucks with their mind to me like, yeah, and I'm your leader and you serve me and anything I say goes. Oh, okay, all right. That, that, that makes sense. Yeah, that's like uh, the yeah. Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence film. <laughs> he just wakes them up from their pod. It's just like, I'm unreal. I'm absolutely great. I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best. And you love me. Before you went to sleep, you kept talking. Oh, man, I love that guy who's the Lord of the Flames. <laughs> so this this is really cool. This might be the climax of the movie. Uh, so during all this arms race, uh, Icarus has become the prime eternal. He's become the leader of the, the, the good eternals, shall we say. The king in the north. The king in the north. Um, But Icarus grew tired of allowing Druig to just run free and do whatever he wanted. So what he did was... He's kind of just like, I've already disintegrated this guy once, and now he's back causing more havoc. Yeah, like, oh yeah, like, Icarus does not like him. (laughs) (laughs) It's, Thor has become leader and Loki's causing shit, and he's just like, fucking hell. I've already solved this mess. I'm done with it. Um, (laughs) So... Uh, in, because he was tired of allowing Druig to do whatever he wanted, Icarus abdicated any ties to Olympia, which is kind of the, the leadership of the Eternals. He said, I'm fucking done, which meant he was no longer bound by the promise made to leave Druig alone. 
Oh, so he had to retire from his job to kick the shit out of him. Yep, and he attacked Vorazika directly. <laughs> but he still has godlike powers, yeah? Yeah, they both have godlike powers, so it's just like... Oh, yeah. Two of the same car with a full tank of petrol chasing after each other. Oh, sounds good. <laughs> um, so if Icarus battle Druig and his corrupted Eternals alone. Uh, so Icarus takes on like 13 Eternals by himself. So he must be like the most powerful. Yeah, we we said this last week that Icarus is super strong and powerful, but he's super fucking thick. Like he's headstrong <laughs> as fuck and he doesn't think. And so he's walked right into a 13-on-1 situation. Yeah. Um, and so what Icarus does, because he he, he, he's, he puts up a good fight, but it is 13 gods against one god. Yeah. Um, uh, Icarus led them into battle uh, with his allies in San Francisco, the X-Men. What? So the Icarus X-Men is, turn up? Yeah, Icarus is just like, hey... I'm near a bunch of X-Men who could really help me and I'm on good terms with them. So he brings mm. the fight to them. Um, do I follow them on Twitter? I do! I do! Fuck! Logan, get over here! <laughs> so ultimately, uh, Druig and all the Eternals joined forces to counter a sudden threat from space known as the Horde. Now, right. what the... No, no, look, Connor, you're going to really think this is cool. I promise, I swear okay, to God, okay, bear with come me. come on. Okay, okay. <laughs> I swear to God, bear with me. Okay, come on. So, when the Eternals come back to judge humanity at the end of everything, after their experiment has run its course, mm. they they take like a reading of the energy on the planet. And they the see vibes what, aren't good here, they say. Very similar. Um, mm. So, the way there's Eternals and Deviants... If the energy from all of humanity leans more towards Eternals, then the Celestials absorb their power. But if it leans more towards the Deviants, then the Horde absorbs all the power. Right. Okay. So it's like... the Okay, wait. So the good guys and the bad guys of the gods, so they at the end of it, they're going to come down to Earth, and if Earth is like taken... If there's leading more so on the bad side then the bad gods get all the power. Yes. And vice um, versa. That's it. That's it. So um, it, it, it happens with every planet that Celestials do a, uh, an experiment on that this is the agreement, that whichever way it leans at the end, they get to absorb the power. What, what, do you think, uh, what way do you think Earth is leaning right now? Oh, I hope they don't come soon, let me say. <laughs> I hope the Horde are hungry. <laughs> <laughs> hope they've not had Din Dins yet. <laughs> because they're going to get fed quite a lot. <laughs> so, oh, in terms of powers and abilities for Druig, um, it's very similar, I'll say, to Icarus. Um, so he has near immortality, super strength, superhuman stamina, telepathy, illusions, telekinesis, flight... Energy projection, teleportation, and matter transmutation. So um, all the powers. All the powers, pretty much. Um, but when it gets really interesting is when you look at his power grid. Um, so he has an intelligence of five, as opposed to Icarus's two. Right. Um, so he's a, so it like the more you talk, the more I'm just thinking of Loki and Thor. Like I would consider Loki smarter than Thor. Definitely. And so, 
but Tor is a better person. So all their scenarios is Loki just talking shit and just doing shit housery. And Tor's like, I'm gonna beat him up. And when he runs at him, he falls into a pit of bears or some shit. Because Loki's like, you always run at me. I'm obviously going to set up a pit of bears. Yeah, you don't think these things through. You just <laughs> rely just... on being strong. Yeah, whereas Loki has had to, like change his tactics realizing he's probably not the strongest but now he can be the smartest so the more you're talking all i can think of is like that dynamic can be done again in a godlike way that's it and we we touched on it uh my last report that the eternals all specialize in something um like no eternal really is sevens across the board um and druig is like he's a psycho but he's a master tactician as well um, mm. And he, like he, he can uh, he's like Loki. He can think his way out of a fight. He doesn't have to resort to fighting. But saying that his strength is four, uh, his fighting skills are four, his energy projection is six, and his speed and durability are both sevens. Right. Oh, so he's fast and f- he's fast and smart instead of like bulky and and dumb. Yeah, which I like. It is that Loki dynamic. And I just, oh, I think it works so fucking well. And I, I, th- I think, I think there's a lot. Th- this is why the Eternals are so interesting. Like even you doing this report, you were doing an absolutely amazing job. There's Thanks, so but. much shit to to get through. Like, and all these names are things that are obviously a bit weird. But after a f- after a movie or half a movie, all these names will just be the same. Like Thor, God of Thunder, or whatever. Like. Who, who like that's a weird name, but it's fine. And Loki, like they're yeah. weird names, but we but like just Groot, that Gamora, normal. Nebula, fuck, you know, like yeah, like you doing it now. We don't have any cultural reference, but like when the movie comes out, these reports will just be like, oh yeah, I know that character. I seen him in the film. Yeah, and it simplifies it so so much because they they mm. condense all the information down to what is necessary for the character. Um. And I think I think he's probably he, as you said he'll be the driving force of the film though like as because he's probably the most interesting one. Yeah, like yeah, what like if all of these gods are meant to be good and defend humanity, what happens when one of them gets greedy is the question. Yeah, one one of them besides I want more than being a god, which is like a terrible like it's a weird thing to say but there's always going to be one dickhead who wants more yeah and i think in terms of even the way and we keep referring to the movie because it's probably the most like cultural exposure the eternals will ever get um but like richard madden playing off barry keown in this dynamic Sounds really fucking interesting to me and barry keown i think is part like richard madden is a big enough guy Whereas Barry Keown, I always think of a smaller. Now, if you don't know who Barry Keown is, I would recommend googling him. Like, but he's probably of a smaller stature, so it would be it would be very easy for them to fall into those roles of like big, t- big handsome tough guy who's just like I'll fuck you up, and then you have the shifty guy who's a lot smarter. Yeah, I and I think it's Richard Madden very much looks like your typical hero, um, and mm. as you say, he's built like a superhero. Whereas Barry Keown does look like that slightly more reserved kind, but still like incredibly, he has like he he has a power to him, but he's not showing you until it's too late, kind of thing. I also think of um, Martian Manhunter when you're going through all of these. Like they all just remind me of like um, 
the green mar or the Martian Manhunter is just in general like that that whole race of aliens because they all have telepathy they're all super strong can fly can turn invisible um and they're all they all have a thing but I, the difference is that in the Eternals every one of them specialized in something I don't know if that's the same in the in the DC comic book I think it's very much seen as they can all do it all yeah like it's just it's 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 like how any Kryptonian who comes to Earth would have the power of Superman, kind of a thing. Yeah, it's just it's just a, it's part of the race. Like that's just everyone has those powers, and they're all none of them could handle fire. That that's kind of it. Whereas yeah, I I think if you t- it is very interesting if you take a lot of gods and they're all super strong, but they all have strengths in different areas. That would make it a lot easier to create a plot line from that if you're going to do a film. Whereas if everyone's the same character, then what is the point? You end up with the Power Rangers. <laughs> that's it where they're all equally as good as each other which means none so of them is like, special there, there's no need for six what you want is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle situation you need oh. someone who's smart someone who's strong you, that is what you need That that is actually it like you've just summed it up there you need the, t- the, the Ninja Turtles not the Power Rangers in the Eternals <laughs> if movie. you're building a team if you're building any comic book team you need the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mantra Instead of the Power Rangers mantra of we'll all morph and we'll just see what happens. Where in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a, like a ridiculous idea for a comic book. But they absolutely nail the fact that no matter how ridiculous it is, that they all have their own specialty, speciality. So that they're all, they all are needed. Yeah, they're just, yeah. Fuck, you've summarised that so well. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't happen often, Sean. No, but look. When it does, it's beautiful. It was it? it was bound to happen once every three hundred and fifty episodes. <laughs> That's when we have a real winner of a of a of an analogy. <laughs> Would you like me to take us out, John? Yes, please, Connor. Thank you for listening to my nonsense. By the way, I am I am very much trying trying to drive the fact that there will be a shirt that says Sean, what are the Eternals on it? And uh, Sean's not happy with it. But I'm very nope. much trying to get it going. <laughs> if I see you wearing one of those shirts in public, I will not speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of shirts, Sean, we do have two brand new designs coming to our store next week on the 21st. Um, I think that is Thursday of next week. So that will coincide with a 21% off deal that we are going to be running um, over there. So there's going to be a 21% deal off everything on the store. And there's going to be two brand new designs going up there if you want to check that out. The link is down below for the store at the minute. You can get, the, you can get merch with the logo on it at the minute, but if you want to wait a week... Then you can get some some new exciting stuff. There's going to be some Hero Zero stuff, some other kind of stuff. You know, you know the general vibe. I might put out a teaser during oh. during the week. Mike, look at you, mm, social yeah. media expert that you are. <laughs> I can sometimes sign into Facebook every so often. I'm, I I'd be a madman for those uh, despicable me memes. I love oh, the good love minions. Them. You love a minion. They're they're like. The, which would you prefer the? Rayman Raving Rabbids or the Minions? Mm, uh, which would I prefer neither? Which one do I see more than Minions? That's fair. Okay, I respect that. There, there was a four-year span where all I seen from anyone older than me, anyone older than 50 on Facebook, was just Minions. I think that's still going on, isn't it? But you don't have to look at Minions, Sean, because we have a very old Facebook group that oh, is privatised. Oh. What's that if done? you want to head over there, 
the detective developments discussion group that we have we host over there if you want to head on over you can join up to the group and you get specialized comic book and nerd stuff news there's all the listeners of the show are just all in the group just having a chat um there's no minions if, there, if i see a minion post from any of you you're getting kicked you're, That's you're my one blocked. rule. <laughs> you're allowed to say whatever you want to each other, but meet one minion, and I'll have to have a long, hard think about it. Um, also, we are on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, we have our own Facebook page as well. And um, we're on Twitter at Here's for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Um, Instagram is Here's for Hire Podcast. And I think that's about it. We also have a Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Here's for Hire Podcast if you want to support the show. If you head on over there, we put out an extra episode every single month called The Lazarus Pit, where we do a movie review of a selected movie. Now, I will say that um, the we normally give it up to the listeners or to the patrons. We ask them... What movie would they like us to review? Everyone's thrown in an idea. They're all in the hat. And then once a month, we pull it out and we do a 90-minute review on it. Yeah, and it's 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 actually, it's genuinely a really fun time. Um, and also, you, if you watch the movie beforehand, it's great. But also, I think we do a pretty good job of talking through a movie. Mm, sometimes. sometimes. Sometimes I have to watch Batman and Robin and my eyes bleed. Sometimes we both watch Jingle All The Way. <laughs> we did. We did. I got to watch Arnie fight a reindeer. Not many people can say that. But, um, um, so I think that's it for this week's Hero Zero, Sean. What a week. Thank you very much for taking us out, Connor. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, yeah. And I think that's about it. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Neal. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.